Okay, the final topic on the main list of topics is uh, 12, which is collaboration tool or tools generally. So 12.1, the application of digital tools and methods in business contexts. So again, most exam questions here are going to be defining what these methods are and explaining how they're used in some sort of context you know, for the higher marks. So first of all, presentation tools. Fairly obvious one these, I suppose. Slide page presentation software. So the main one would be PowerPoint. There's also Mac-based software, and, and uh, uh, LibreOffice has uh, one as well for presentations. And there's obviously online things like um, Visi or whatever. So why are they used in terms of uh, business context? First thing is this going through the bullet points is on product demos. If you do go. Uh, to any sales conference or if you go to some sort of uh, conference in general or a company comes to visit you they'll give you a product demo so they'll go through their slide deck showing you what the main features are of their product how it helps you give you some sort of case studies so that's the main thing about showing what a product does um, present, uh, presentation software then obviously in sales meetings uh, this is sort of related to what the data guys did on their employer set projects and if you were asked to go to a sales meeting You'd have to show some slides to show what you've been doing for the last six months, what your you know, totals are, some sort of um, qualitative or quantitative measures of what you've been up to for the past things and how much how much money the company's going to make as a result of your activity. And the other main use for presentation tools like PowerPoint particularly is in training. So you're showing people how to use software. Um, you'll use a presentation tool which might not necessarily be PowerPoint, but you might use it uh, embedding stuff in PowerPoint or like um, you know, doing webinars increasingly these days, but presentation tools will show people how to do it. The we might be experimenting next year. We're using ICDL, which is a sort of online diagnostic tool for giving you tasks in Office software and then testing you on that stuff. So training presentation software is quite useful. And then finally, on this bullet point, promotion and marketing. Um, if you're going away to events, if you go to any big event, the, the main speakers at the front of the stage will have a big screen behind them and they'll do a slide presentation about what they're hoping to achieve in this conference or what this is going to help you do in your jobs, etc. So that's the main use for presentation tools in, in promoting information in a very visual way. Um, and, and again, it depends how you do this. We did talk about increasingly these days, people are a bit sick to death of presentation slides all the time. And recently, in the last few years, there's been something called the Takahashi method, which is somebody just puts up a word or even a letter on the screen behind them, and then you just talk about the topic. So you're paying attention to the speaker. You're not looking at them behind the screen with hundreds of pieces of text that you're trying to read through. So again, it depends how you present information, but that's what it's mainly used for. Uh, the next main bullet point is digital infographics. So this is one of these um, uh, combined words, combining information and graphical elements. Uh, and increasingly people will embed text and other pictures into a sort of meaningful post or whatever. And the, the two main w ways that digital infographics are used are, as I've just mentioned, in posters. So you might see a poster uh, explaining a piece of information on an event and also in leaflets. So increasingly companies will go and hand out leaflets, particularly at trade shows, and say here's a, here's a short brochure or a short leaflet or a poster telling you what our product does and how it's going to help you. And again, in, in terms of work, if you're working in a support environment, you'll need to know what the latest, greatest kit is, hardware and software, and you'll be get those brochures and posters to at least have a heads up on what they do and what they can do for your company. Uh, next main bullet point then in terms of presenting information is graphs. Uh, what, is, what use for graphs? Obviously, the main one is in sales trends. So increasingly in your presentations, you'll have a graph showing 
here's our you know five percent increase in sales over the last 10 years or the trend is flat or the trend is up or the trend is down and what are we going to do about it so trend is a it's a direction of travel it's not necessarily fixed and again a lot of these tools are predictive that you know you're going to say the sales are likely to go up five percent if nothing else happens in the next five years um, but that's all you can do is just predict but it's a useful way of visualizing what's happening with your marketplace uh, the other thing for graphs is market comparison so again you might do a presentation i think this is on the employer set project for the data one is um, how can you show that uh, the company you're competing against if you're doing better than them you would do a um, a market comparison saying we've got x percent share of the market we would like to have five percent more and this is how we're going to do it so that's how you use those graphical representations to show what you're up to uh, the next main bullet point then is dashboards these are increasingly becoming important and again i know the data guys did this in their employer set project um, you will display on your chart um, what's monitoring information what's happening and particularly kpis or key performance indicators so if you show a dashboard you'll say this is the amount of revenue we've got this is the amount of um, stuff we're losing to competitors this is the problems we've got in terms of supply chains etc all of those kpis you'll say overall you know we're doing okay or we're not doing so well and this is what we're going to do about it so dashboards like business intelligence are quite useful they're just graphical ways of showing what's happening and, and lots of different indicators of all these different complex things that make up your um, decisions uh, next one minor bullet point then is management information again you'll at some point in your careers you'll probably be in front of your more senior managers showing this is what we've done we've managed to fix this amount of um, stuff, uh, computers over the last six months and this is how well we're doing please give us a pay rise that type of thing but you'll present to management what's happening and a dashboard's a good way bar charts and pie charts showing this is how what's happening and this is how we can fix it all uh, and then business intelligence um, this is what we know about the marketplace this is what we know what the actual increasingly for business intelligence it's about demographics so you know our product currently is selling very well to the 14 to 18 year olds but we hope to increase it to get in the 30 year olds or whatever and this is how we're going to do it so without that business intelligence and knowing what people are doing and how to reach them how well the uh, it all comes together so we did this campaign we released these posters we made these fixes to our software and overall as you can see all those different things add up to five percent sales increase so that's business intelligence making some decisions uh, making the company better uh, next main title then project management methodologies so if you are uh, based on in a company and you are working on some big client project how do you manage that project effectively and what are the different ways of managing it and how do these tools help you get from a to b without too many problems so we've then got a couple of different methodologies the main one and these are likely to come up on the exam i would imagine um, either defining them or explaining how they work or what, what use they would be to you in your organization so the first one this is quite a popular one these days is agile and obviously the word agile if you play hockey as a goalkeeper you'll know what agile means um, but agile is promotion uh, of adaptability um, if you can react to things really quickly and change then obviously you're not stuck um, working on the same problem over and over again because you're not prepared to make a change underneath that um, sub sort of heading for underneath agile is using different frameworks which are different types of agile framework i assume um, or different types sorry different types of frameworks that help you adjust to problems in a different way so the first of these is scrum and this presumably comes from playing rugby you get your heads together and you work on it as a team and then obviously a scrum is far more effective than an individual on their own against another scrum 
Um, so a scrum is you get together and generally you meet like a Monday morning, you have a quick sort of discussion. What's the problem? How can you fix it? What are you doing? What are you doing? How do you need help? Can we help you? Do we need five people working on this or three? You know, what do we need to do? So that's what a scrum does. And then Kanban, which I think we looked at briefly. If you look at, um, if you go onto your login for our next cloud system, you can see there's a Kanban on there, which is, it doesn't say Kanban. It says, um, I think projects or something like that. Just have a look behind me, a uh, deck. So if you go on to NextCloud, you'll see Deck is a Kanban thing. So you say, this is the ongoing problem. This is a problem that I'm currently working on, and it's going to take X amount of weeks. And this is something I've finished, which is for review by the senior management, etc. So you've got this flow of, of problems that are either you're looking at them, you're working on them, or you've finished them for review, or they've been reviewed and they need to be moved off your board. Now, a Kanban board could be just sticky notes on a, on a piece of board, which is where the name comes from. Uh, so that's another thing. So I might say, what what would you use your Kanban for? And it's a think about that. Just sticky notes, red notes, urgent, yellow notes, not too bad. Orange ones that are in process or whatever. Uh, then next bullet point is lean, and lean um, project management is just using the bare minimum of stuff, uh, not wasting stuff if you can. So you'll look at your projects and you'll just strip it down to the bone. And this comes from the Japanese sort of car manufacturing process where they looked at it in great detail and removed all sorts of unnecessary processes. And as a result, uh, they churned out cars really, really quickly and they, they became very competitive and they beat the American and German markets uh, because of their lean technology. And a lot of people now use that generally in other practices. What don't you need to do and what's causing problems? Get rid of it. Make it as lean as possible. And again, if you think about lean meat, it's getting rid of the fat and the waste. Uh, next bullet point is sprints. So again, uh, companies will have this process, this agile process, and, and what they'll do is every at the end of every month, they'll do a sprint. So they'll get everyone working on one problem to get rid of it so they can move on. So sprints is uh, racing towards the finish line, if you imagine. All of these things are sort of analogies, things, aren't they? Uh, the next bullet point then is the waterfall model, which is a sort of traditional model for really big projects. And if you imagine the waterfall is obviously tumbles down the rock blow by blow. The waterfall model is... You set out the proposal at the beginning, you, you organise that with your client, and then you just work your way through fixing problems blow by blow until you release it, and hopefully nothing goes wrong in between. So you can imagine on big projects it's probably reasonably effective, uh, but it doesn't work on um, small-scale projects which have a, a short-term timeround. So on those projects you need an agile approach. You do things, fix things, move on quickly, do sprints, leans, etc. Uh, then a spiral approach, as imagine, is just, again, an analogy, spiralling your way in, blow by blow, till you reach the centre. Um, and that's just everyone sort of circling in and around the problems until you've come to the solution. So that's quite an effective one these days. And then rapid application development is um, targeting things very quickly, looking at it in detail, saying we need to put all of our processes in this place in order to get that done, because that's going to trigger everything else to be finished much more quickly. So that's rapid application development or RAD, and that could be something that comes up. What does RAD mean? So try and remember that. Uh, so the next thing then is project management tools. So assuming those are all the project management methods, what kind of tools can you use to get from A to B to make sure that's effective? Uh, most of you are familiar with this first one. First bullet chart. Uh, first bullet point is Gantt charts. So a Gantt chart is a, is like a matrix of time um, going across the top and people and resources are being used going down the left hand side and you've got this you know how long is that going to take who's working on it are you on target or are you behind um, and you can obviously adjust that uh, we didn't do it but we'll, we'll do some more stuff next year for the occupational specialism we'll use um, microsoft project or libra 
Project Libra, any of those tools are quite useful for propagand charting. Uh, and then flowcharts, again, it's just a graphical representation of um, this is the input, this is the process, this is the output, and then you've got feedback loops. That will only work if this happens. If that doesn't happen, then you have to move move back around and do it again, etc. So that's how flowcharts work. So what's the flow from A to, from beginning to end, and where are the problems? And if you if you map it out as a, a graphical thing, it's much more easy to understand. Uh, and then next one bullet point is stakeholder power interest matrix. So that's just representation of who's the most important person and who do you need to listen to. Stakeholders, obviously, customers. They're the um, people that own the company, the management, the workers, all of those people, everyone needs to be involved in that matrix and who, to see who's, whose interests are most important and whose needs to be addressed. Um, and it really depends. Some companies, I guess some investment companies, the most important people are the, uh, the investors themselves. So the matrix would be sort of um, show more visualization around them. Um, but if it's a customer facing business, then if, if the customers aren't happy, then they're the most important stakeholders, those ones that need to be addressed and all of the processes need to work towards making the customers happy. So that's stakeholder power interest matrix. Uh, underneath that, in order to meet those criteria, the next listed thing on the sheet here is budget sheets. So the budget sheet will say, what money do we have? Um, are we going to reach our targets? Do we need to prioritize this money over that money? Do we need to get more investment to meet the targets? Um, are we spending too much on equipment, too much on staff, etc., etc.? So. Budgeting allows you to figure out you know, if you're spending your money effectively. And the next final uh, heading here is evaluation tools to, to actually check if all that stuff's working. What, what kind of things can you do to make sure? So first bullet point then is marketing analytic tools. Um, knowing that the marketing is taking place, can you analyze it and make sure it's doing things effectively? The first thing then is search analytics, um, or this is not mentioned on the bullet points here, but you've got SEO, search engine optimization, if you're using Google, you can use Google Analytics or various other open tools that will tell you how many people are looking at your website, if they're staying on the website a long time, if they're looking at all your web pages, or if, if they're not looking at certain web pages with, which give product information, they don't know what products you've got. So that's problematic and you need to fix it. So that's search engine uh, analytics. And then social media analytics. Um, again, if you subscribe to Facebook, you can get an admin account and Twitter which gives you loads of analytical tools. If you're using it as a marketing and sales tool, then you need to know if it's effective or not. Um, so you can get all those back engine or back room analytical tools on the database to see what's working effectively. And you can then do campaigns and say, right, do a new campaign, look at the analytics and see if that was effective or not. And again, exam question type things are saying, how can you evaluate if you're, if the actual collaborative tools you're using or the social engineering or whatever you're using is effective. So you'd use those analytical tools. And then financial analytical tools, again, just looking at uh, trends and uh, using so um, accounting software. And are we spending our budget? Are we using it? Most organizations use about 10% of their turnover on marketing. So you can say, if we're using 10% of marketing, are we getting at least 10% of sales increase? If not, it's not very effective. So how can we fix that? And financial tools will analyze the data. Are we getting value for money? You know, are, the, are the workforce what they should be? Should we pay them more? hopefully, uh, those types of things. In most cases, they won't pay you more. They'll pay more to the bosses, but there we are. Uh, and then reporting tools, that's outputting um, uh, logs and things like that. Are things working effectively? Um, can we see if that's effective in terms of um, report-wise, you know, putting charts together to show that 
that workforce or those people working on that topic have been really effective, they need to be changed or we need to get more staff in that area. So those reports will tell you what's working, what isn't working, then you can make some decisions. And then finally, final bullet point on 12.1 is data mining. Increasingly, you know, everything is online and you get back and it's all driven by databases. So you can extract data from those databases to sort of make some fairly detailed decisions. Um, and a lot of and this is where a lot of jobs are going in terms of big data. It's not mentioned on here, but you can talk about big data. Um, you know, everything you do online is tracked through your phones and you can access that data if you want to and find out really detailed information about people's patterns and behaviours. And then you can make decisions company wise about what to target them and, and maybe what direction to take in order to actually get more and more profits. Uh, so the next final topic, I think. Yes, is 12.2, the application of collaborative communication tools and, and technology in business. So this is in terms of business, we looked at the tools to analyze stuff and look at what's working, what isn't working. And then this is about businesses being uh, working collaboratively because that's, you know, if everyone's working together, it's much more effective. So communication tools and technologies. First of all, we've got the intranet as opposed to the internet. So I-N-T-R-A net. Uh, the intranet for us, just as an example, is our portal. So when you log on to the college portal, you're actually doing stuff within the internal servers. You can look at um, things on the intranet. Obviously, you can connect to the to the printer within the internal college. So this is stuff all internal to the organisation um, and things that they do. You don't want people in the outside world seeing what's going on in terms of discussions on the company because that's all private and really powerful data. So the intranet protects internal um, discussions and work-based practices. Um, and then part of that, shared workspaces. So again, if you think about our our basic um, collaborative tool is Nextcloud. Have a play on that over the weekend if you can, before the exam, obviously, whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening to it. Um, shared documents. I can put documents, and this is obviously SharePoint is the one that the college uses, but the one we use for our company is Nextcloud. Um, I can put up a document and I can share it with you. I can make it time delimited. I can make sure you can or can't download it. I've got all sorts of controls over it, um, but that's all online stuff. On-premises stuff is things that are only within the organisation, and again, that's for, for security, really. If you put everything on the internet, it's much more vulnerable. Um, even though it can be web-based, it could be internal only, and you can only access it increasingly. Look, and as an example, college is starting to lock that stuff down from the outside world because it's quite sensitive data. Um, so with on-premises on stuff, and if you think about Nextcloud is in the cloud, but I can control because it's only us that can get onto it because we've got logins. So... We've got shared documents. I can share folders and documents with you. There's discussion threads. If you go on, on Nextcloud, you can see talk where you can actually have conversations within our group or with outside of our group. You can set one up internally if you wanted to, if you wanted to set one up for two or three of your friends that you didn't want the rest of the group seeing. Again, that's for you collaborating on very important things. Uh, online shared storage. Each one of you have got um, whatever 500 megabytes or a gigabyte of storage on your online platforms. And that means that you can share stuff specifically with people within your team or maybe one colleague that you're working with uh, on a very specific project. And in terms of online shared storage, there are different ways of doing that. And this is the next bullet point is about markup. There is a very specific uh, language. A lot of these online tools, markup language is a slight variant of um, XML and HTML, which allows you to do uh, embed code into a website um, in terms of um, information exchanging. This is a lot for software developers use this a lot markup language obviously it tracks changes you can do this with office based stuff if you've done I know a lot of you do when you did your shared presentation with PowerPoint you could do the 
track changes so you can see who changed stuff to make sure that if there was a problem you could roll back a, an earlier version so tracking change is really important if you think about reports and documentations which are sending out for customers you want to make sure they're perfect before they go so you'll track all the changes if somebody made some changes at the last minute you want to make sure they're okay as a manager before you release them to the public so tracking changes in terms of markup is quite useful and then comments um, when I put together comments with my colleagues in terms of developing uh, materials for your courses I'll put comments in there saying this is what I think would be useful for the students but anyone please put a comment whether you agree or disagree and if somebody comes in and says no I don't think that's very useful to students and I'll remove that um, that's useful for the, that markup type language and then finally on 12.2 increasingly these days is video conferencing so again a lot of people use Zoom these days or um, other sort of proprietary products I think on the server, on our server, I haven't quite managed to get it going yet because I've just done a time, but there's a, a video conferencing tool which we can use which is called Jitsi. Um, and we can obviously, with our Nextcloud platform, we can do discussions and we can store those discussions as videos if need be, or like this, using video um, audio conference and stuff. Alright, so that's all the collaborative tools and that's uh, section 12 which is collaboration done.